that. I'm sorry oh. they do that. Also, we should do push-ups sometime. Uh, Give, me <laughs> Give me a call. Give me a call. All right, let's start this. I'm excited. We're get, you want us to give you the real business or whatever you guys do I'm a guest on your show Let, <laughs> what an answer. however you want to do this this guy's a professional he is a professional except we're not the comedy store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the comedy store and its affiliates so welcome to the Comedy Store Podcast. Hi. I'm Eleanor Kerrigan. I'm Rick Ingram. And we have today very exciting Legend. guest. None Legend. Of, none Legend. of this riffraff we get on yeah, the show yeah, sometimes. Yeah, we usually have a lot of riffraff. It's pretty bad what we can get on here. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. We love everybody. We just love to shit on people. That's our thing. That's why we have a disclaimer. But today, we're not going to shit on anybody. We're going to be good. We're going to be professional. I guess. No, I, I don't Because like we have some... Sebastian Maniscalco. Listen. Uh, however your show I runs, I wanna. <laughs> however your show goes, just do do what you guys do. I mean, no, this, this is, is what this we're is doing. Just... We, don't, we don't have to class it up. <laughs> yeah, I feel we like don't, we, we do. don't need wet ones. Well, I brought <laughs> wet ones because I don't want you to be. I told her it was smart. I, I, one yeah, of my favorite things I ever place. watched was you following Bobby Lee like 10, 11 years ago, and that's when he was full deep throating the microphone, and you came out with cleaning spray so sprayed the mic wiped it off I was oh like God. this is the best <laughs> always God. funny yeah he's gross to follow even now even you don't deep throat it he just spits all over it yeah it's a lot of uh, there's a lot I'm trying of... to get him banned <laughs> constantly he's responsible for 90% of the comedians in the club that's yep. what we've discovered but we don't need any more so yeah, we're done. we're done we're, we're good. closed up we're good people. wipe it off <laughs> Dalia also gets the microphone very moist. Does he? Yeah. He his mouth perspires Ew. while he performs. I've never had to follow Dalia. <laughs> uh, my yeah. spots are so late. By the time I get on the mic nice and dry. Yeah. It just stinks a little. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the comedy store that's not no, the that's, worst thing in the world. Yeah, that's a little thing. stink. That's true. Could not be bad. worse. What okay, so what year did you get? Here, I got show. here in uh, 1998. <gasps> I came here and uh, took uh, Sandy Shore's uh, Sandbox. R.I.P. The, wow. Uh, yep. <laughs> you're, you're the guy. You're the guy who took her class. I love that it was Sandbox. a successful comedian now. Yeah, There's a so lot. Eric I, Griffin I know. took it, too. That's who who took it? Eric Griffin. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know a lot of people get shit for taking like comedy school courses, yeah. and that that was kind of the rub, kind of coming through. Oh, you took a class, but <sighs> I thought, oh, you know, Sandy's probably tight with their mother. And oh, I, if look I do, at you thinking that. Yeah, this is the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, getting good with the family. He thought, yeah. he thought you were working with you a, a normal human family. Yeah, I thought, oh, like they're all connected. <laughs> And if they thought I was good or Sandy thought I was good, she would mention it to her mother and I would get into right. the store. That was kind of my reasoning behind the class. Also because I didn't know anybody out here and I just thought a class would be something that I uh, would have a supportive group and uh, and I could do uh, comedy once a week for yeah. sure. Like definitely have a spot. Yeah. Jezelnik said something similar because he took a comedy class. I did it too. 
You, you did a I class did, or you did the box? No, I didn't do the box. <laughs> That's she what it's called, like the sandbox? Yes. Yeah, she did not like me, so I did not do the sandbox, but okay. I did Adam Barnhart. Oh. Yeah, I right. went real mental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My absolute favorite person, though. Like, he was terrific because you're right. I would get up and I, like, once a week, and we would all help each other in the class. Like, Court McCallum was in the class. Adam was great. Adam really helped me break through. Seriously, like, he's an amazing teacher. Mm. He's a little nutty, and I love him, but. Did Sandy have the dogs then? It's two dogs, oh. which I, th- I was uh, bothered by. Uh, <laughs> Their judgment is not needed. <laughs> Don't know why two animals are here on a Sunday morning. but uh, Sunday morning. Yeah, it was Sunday morning, uh, once a week. And then what I also liked about the class is at the end of the class, there was a quote-unquote graduation yep. show in the main room. I worked it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. So I thought, oh... This would be a great way to get tape, too, like sure. professional tape at the comedy store. Yeah. I thought the comedy store logo in the background would have some weight to it. Sure. There was a lot more that went into this than just um, you know performing comedy once a week. There was right. like a business aspect to this. And uh, business no, and I love it. No, it's good. You're I, smart. I, I'm glad I did it. Because it a it got me to go uh, be committed to writing material every week to to perform in front of the class, and then there was like a um, uh, after the eight weeks there was like a you know a payout yeah that you would do this show so yours was in the main room right main room I remember that yeah oh my god Bobby Lee was an MC to yes. this whole uh, extravaganza they were and very good friends <laughs> <laughs> Sandy and Bobby yeah, no I'm serious. Yeah, he was very close with Sandy because yeah. he he was from La Jolla. Yeah, so he he was right. a door guy in La Jolla, and Sandy was in La Jolla. So, but her class was up here. In, yeah, in, in the belly room on a Sunday. Got it. So uh, yeah, did that for like uh, four or five months. Actually, I think it was six months because I got two two wow. tapes out of it, and uh, that's how I kind of started. Good tapes. I mean, I go back and look at them. They're terrible. But at the time, you know, when you're first starting out, you'd like to have something that you could show people. Last night, I worked uh, a whole crazy big giant show. It was a private party, but it was all men. Yeah. All men. Perfect. Dream scenario. Hello, daddy. Uh, It was exciting. And it was in Canada. Uh, I know that's weird, but we have some listeners, and I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, if somebody was like, "Hey, I know you from the Comedy Store podcast," and I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And he's like, "I use forhims.com," and I'm like, "Really?" And he did have nice hair, but he was like, "I'm doing it to be preventative, like you say on the ads." So I was like, "What? We're selling. We're selling. Yeah, always be selling." And then there was a guy behind him who was like his boss, who was a billionaire, but like. Canada, so it's yeah. like not real, and uh, fake money. Yeah, right. That's monopoly money. So he was like losing hair, and I'm like, you might want to tell your boss. Yeah. He's that, got the money. Uh, he's got the money. I mean, he's what, probably frugal, but what is a billion dollars in you. the states versus Canada? No kidding. Like twenty eight dollars. Yeah. So he's probably got about. He could go to forhims.com and use it. Easy. Because the other guy saw a little thinning, and that's what he said. He said that I, I, I heard your guys' ad, so I went to and I, I got Give the it a shot. gave it a shot, did it, and he's like, I already feel it's only been a month. He said, but I already feel a lot of like 
you know, healthier thickness, whatever. So why why would people wait? You know what I mean? Yep. Like if you're feeling like your hair is leaping off your head. Yeah. And while he was talking to you, no doubt there was something protruding from his trousers. That's okay. That could be real. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to say if I did or did not touch solid it. Solid steel. Yeah. It's Canada. It doesn't count. Frozen solid That's or a <laughs> happy a him's user. Yeah. yeah. Icicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, it was nice. So anyway, he was cool. and <laughs> But his stupid boss has to get on board because he had like, it looked like maybe he was Jewish at one point. He had the little yarmulke in the back. Right, got, wore it down. You don't need that. No, no one no one likes a, a billionaire who's a noodle dick, no hair. No hair noodle dick yeah. doesn't work. I mean, you need a lot more money than a billion Canadian dollars. That ain't going to get you anywhere with that kind of look and appearance. No. You, I don't understand why people wouldn't go to forhims.com. It is, uh, it covers everything from men's wellness, right? Yeah. You go and uh, this stuff is backed by science. I don't understand. You don't have to go deal with some creepy doctor's office, a bunch yeah. of other dudes looking at you, all wondering yeah, who's I got the what softest got. one. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if his goes inside like mine. Yeah. No. Turtling just, out. Turtling out. Turtling noodle dicks. Yeah. Doesn't work. So why not go and, you know, it, it, it helps so much. It helps so many people. Small price to pay for manhood. There you go. That's the beautiful I part like about it. it. I work hard on my stuff. Yeah. I mean, I smooth it out or whatever the words are. I don't know what you <laughs> use for that, but I I work hard on it. And I think men should, too. Seriously, yeah. if we have to, why don't? Yeah. No, we don't have to, but we want to because we want to look good for you. And I want a guy to want to look good for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not saying, like, you know, baldness is ugly. I'll but, say it. But it can be optional, and yeah. I don't know why people don't know this. They're, they're afraid to commit to a better life, it sounds like. I agree. I think that's crazy. And here's the thing, guys. Listen up. For our listeners, the Comedy Store listeners, you get a trial month of ForHims.com for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. If you go and see the website for full details, this would cost you hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. So go to forhims.com slash TCS. Forhims.com slash TCS. Forhims.com slash TCS. Right? Get on it, you sons of bitches. Get the hair and the hard on, forhims.com. Yeah. Yeah, I recorded, I would say, 50 to 60% of the open mics I did in Kansas City. Okay. Just because I was like, you gotta, you never know when you're going to have that amazing set. Yeah. And I've, I watched like three of them probably like two or three years ago just because I found the little, little tapes from the old camcorder. So I finally figured out a way how to plug it into a TV and actually watch them. And, I mean, it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> no good nuggets? Uh, no, I, I was still doing Are you drawing then. from these? Still? No, no, no. no. But like sometimes if you go back, right? Sure. No, it's true, though. Not even, yeah. like, back... Uh, how long ago was that? Uh, that was 15, 16 years ago. I was okay. in college, so... Okay, so let, even if you went back 10, 7, 8 years... And you listen, and you're like, oh, I, I used to do that, and there's like a little piece there that I could develop. Yeah. Not None of that back then? It was all, I, I was an impressionist then, oh and I was God. just doing the worst Will Ferrell impressions ever. Anything he was doing, I basically did. It's like I'm watching 
19-year-old me doing Harry Carey impressions in 2001. Oh, I'm wow. pretty sure he was already dead. <laughs> and I'm just watching it. And, like, the crowd, and open mic in Kansas City had, like, 120 people at it every week. So mm-hmm. the people were loving it. And I'm watching it. It's just amazing. Like, this is so terrible. Nobody gets that many people. Nobody gets that. What was that at Sanford and Son? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I moved here, and I went to the open mic. Oh, they're not there? <laughs> Yeah. Is that the barbecue guys? The, the brothers? Yeah, they're brothers. Craig and... Yeah, he's dead. He died. Oh, they died? Craig, Craig Laser died a couple of months ago, and the other two brothers died like two years they ago. They let me headline, though. Oh, really? <laughs> so I was excited. I haven't been there in years. They, I was supposed to feature one time, and uh, I flew back, and then he called me that day and was like, Hey, Chris Porter's in town, so uh, we're going to have to bring you back a different time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already here. <laughs> So I already have people who bought a bunch of tickets. Well, tell them to come to the show. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck that. It was oh, a great character. Wow. Yeah. I only took the gig because they would tell me so many crazy stories about this guy, and I was like, "Oh, I got, I got to see this for myself." It was a. He picked me up in this like broken down Porsche. Yeah. Like he was still holding on to the good times, you know. I don't know if he was still using or not, but he looked like he may or may not have slept that night for sure yeah oh he was so great he was telling me all kinds of crazy stories i mean his his ability to try and screw comedians out of the most minuscule amount of money like my buddy john sheezer booked a weekend there headlining and amazing he now i I don't feel so special he was supposed to get like (laughs) seven hundred dollars to headline for a full weekend and when it came time to pay craig was like look man money just in there so you know uh I, I can get you 400 and so john went and took three bar stools put them in his car and then came back and told him that he was keeping three bar stools and then five minutes later, yeah i found the money man just put the bar stools back okay put listen. The bar. did you ever work for him no i've never worked but i've heard uh that you know, the guy used to barbecue food in the back right yeah. didn't they have like a barbecue or something yeah okay but let's get to the do you find it when you go to these gigs in your career that you've been stiffed a lot did you did you find this like hey at the end of the week we don't have the money to pay you i hear this from a lot of comedians i haven't had that yet i, I don't get booked anywhere but i, I mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's rick wheels <laughs> Wheels tried to stiff yeah. me on money. That's the, he's the only person that's ever tried to pull that move Wait, on me. Wait, you did Alaska with Wheels, I did Alaska wheels, right? with Wheels. Anywhere else with him? No, no, no. that was the did only gig. Did you ever gig. do the Alaska no, Luca no. Wheels gig? No, I, I know the gig. I never, I've never that, had it. That, uh, interesting that Sebastian is here because uh, your material was not working as well <laughs> when Wheels did it in Alaska. Yeah. But this, this was the weekend. Sebastian, I can't breathe. <laughs> he told me. Yeah, when you're on the road, these people paid money, so you just do the best material you have. It doesn't matter if it's yours. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, just do some Caparillo. He's really killing right now. I'm like, what? Just do some Caparillo. Can you imagine? Wow. No. So, but he was doing you. And so he did, some, he did some Sebastian bits, and I'm like. Tonight? Just, like, I think it was that one, probably. But so much of your, your bits is, is you. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Seeing, seeing wheels do it, you're just like, the timing seems off on this. And then he'd go straight back into the John Panette stuff. And uh, and then at the end of that weekend, he gave me 
three hundred less dollars than what the manager had told me I was getting. And I called him out on it. He's like, "Oh, you talked to the manager? Let me uh, <laughs> let me go see what the deal is then." And then he came back with the money, and he's like, "Yes, yeah, so they got me the money. It turns out though." What happened was they were going to write a check, but it's outside the continental 48 states, so it would have taken a little longer. But I just got you the cash. Thanks, dude. Oh, my God. What a great character. I find that a lot of comedians uh, have run into this problem where at the end of the week... Their checks bounce, or they don't get anything at all. I've heard that a few times. Or this guy was uh, specific. He'd be like, you want cash or Coke? Yeah. Like that? He tried to pay me. I, I did a $15 MC <laughs> set on a Wednesday night. He was like, you want it? Blow. I'm like, how much is $15 for? <laughs> Like, like I don't do I don't do coke. And he was like, you could sell it. I'm, like, I'm gonna sell fifteen dollars worth of coke. It's worth more than fifteen. I'm, like, I'm good, man. Oh man, yeah, he so was a special breed. Definitely. But I know a lot of people like Josh Wolf talked about how this guy would write him yeah. a couple checks. A few of them were post dated. Don't cash that one until a week from Wednesday. He's like, I, I was supposed to get you know five grand, and he gave it to me in three checks. Two of them post dated. How do you run a business? Yeah, no. I, the only time I've run into that was at a, a quote unquote charity event where I went to the event and then it was time to pay. And at the end of the night, the guy gave me a check and the check was um, off a compu- uh, computer paper and they cut it. Oh boy. And they gave it to me. I go, I, I don't think this <laughs> is going to go at the bank. There's no bank numbers at this thing. Well, it was like a copy of a Xerox. Like <laughs> it was I a don't, Xerox. That's creepy. Yeah. And he's like, "No, no, no, it should work." And should then, work. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Yeah, you know that charity was really but reaping the rewards had of that show. Real agents booking you. That, See, yeah, most I, of us go through. Yeah, it's like when you when you go through it uh, on your own, and you go, "Yeah, I'll be there." Or it's, you have Wheels as your agent. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit happens. Yeah. Although I did a great gig with Wheels this week, and he got me good money. So Liar. I'm, I know. He's up there in Canada lying to them, so it's working. Uh, huh? I told him, I go, Wheels, did you exhaust everybody in the same, States? Uh, so Same parallel as Alaska, so I'm uh, pretty big up there. <laughs> <laughs> he killed I don't don't know if it was your material or somebody else. He's got so much more to choose from now. He, uh, his bullshit was so amazing up there. We walked into the mall. We went into like the the GNC or whatever it was. The guy was like, hey, I remember you. You're you're Dice's friend. (laughs) He's like, yeah, that's right. He's like, you told me you were going to be on some TV show and I never saw it. He's like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's still in post. like, that's weird. I, I didn't know about any TV shows. Wait a minute. There's a two-year post on <laughs> most days? Actually, uh, at that point, I, I've been banned from coming back to Alaska for four years. So He kept telling the story on the radio about how he was banned from coming to Alaska. I can't. Not that gig. Just the whole state apparently banned him. That's amazing. radio guy's like, what'd you get banned for? And he's like, well, let's just say uh, I did some material that was, uh, you know, a little, uh, made people a little bit unhappy up here. It was like... Okay. (laughs) Statewide ban? Statewide. We need better characters like that. They don't exist anymore. You can't get away with that shit anymore because Google. Yeah. You know? You can't lie anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He was was the star of the upcoming show, The Baritones. (laughs) 
supposed to rival the Sopranos. I heard that growing up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was growing up. For for me, it was. For us, yeah. Yeah, because we were young comics. So, like, well, I wasn't, but you guys were. Like, I didn't have to deal with them that way. Uh, You know, nobody did that to me. Rick got it pretty bad. (laughs) I don't know if anybody messed with you coming up, did they? Not not, that, like, messed with me, but, like, I was... When you're new, you're like... Get you to do uh, shitty gigs, I mean, like, like drive you... You just believe stuff when you first... Like, that's... For me, it was just like, oh, okay. It wasn't a while until... Like, I don't know people. Yeah. So, like, when I get here, I just like, oh, okay, you're in the... Like, I call home, I go, Ma, there's a guy who's going to be on the baritones <laughs> that I just met tonight, and this is like a rival of the Sopranos on Showtime. Oh, yeah! Chief, yeah. you can get on that. No, I'm trying. You know, so the, you don't know anything. Yeah. You're just going with the flow. And, like, when I first came out here, uh, you know, Wheels got me into the club. Yeah. Um, Mike Marino uh, took me on the road. All the you know, guineas like, bonded uh, behind you. Yeah, I love it, was, it. It was like a guinea bond. <laughs> yeah. So like, and Mike was like the king of the one nighters. Oh yeah, Mike uh, Marino. Marino. Sure, yeah. he still does. Yeah, yeah. He, he would go. Uh, he would call me. And go. You want to do a gig on an island off the coast of uh, of California? It's a military base. And I go, yeah, I guess. And we'd go. We take a boat to the <laughs> island. He'd be selling his bats yeah. on the island. And, and we, <laughs> It would be like a Vinny. Vinny. Get the bat. Get the, and then it was like, wow, this guy's like, like. Is he selling bats? Like I could hear people walking <laughs> by. <laughs> he was keychain bats. The guy was selling on an island. Just my get, just my get her done beer koozie. <laughs> people love these things. God bless him, man. No, but he knows like, how to make money. It was the hustle, you know. Yeah. It was the hustle of like, man, this guy is. You know, working in San Diego one Everywhere. one night, Santa Barbara the next night, and uh, everything in between. So that's kind of like in the Luca Polancas and, yeah. and, and all Luca those guys. Luca always had a gig going. Luca always had some kind of Something was like, we, we were the night of a thousand guidos for oh a while God. here. So Mitzi put this thing together. It was me, Luca, Brett Ernst, um, who else? Wheels was in it. was on Irera. And we did this, you know, like a Sunday nights. It was uh, I remember I used Italian. to have to put the checkered, the, the checkered uh, paper on the table. Yeah. Put, the tablecloth. Yeah, it would put me in a hospital because it wasn't real, but I would have to tape it underneath, you know, so I have gum <laughs> on my hands, you know, semen, whatever. It was a comedy <laughs> store. It's gross. But I would have to do every table in the main room. Wow. Because you used to get Kathy want- Moriarty to come. Luca did. Remember? Cause oh, did she? I see. I mean... I, that was going on even before I even got here. Right. This night of a thousand guidos, and I kind of got injected into that every once in a while. So, yeah, as a young comedian, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, this I'll is what's going sure. on, and let, let me participate. Were you doing stand up in Chicago as well? No, never in Chicago. I did wow. it once at Northern Illinois University, where I went to school, and Ooh. I did like a comedy. Yeah, well, okay. I am a college educated, <laughs> and. Uh, I did it there, and then I came out here, and I started really from ground zero. Because right after your Sandy thing, you got a showcase for Mitzi. I did, two weeks. shortly after. Yeah, it yeah. was 1999. I started with uh, Sandy in 98, 99. Wheels had uh, come up to me and said, hey, I'd like to recommend you. I did the showcase for six, came back for ten, and then started getting main room spots uh, right off the bat, 945. I'm like, this is it. I am in. And then, boom, that ended, and I started doing the OR, like, 
12.45, 1 o'clock for a while. Why did the 9.45s end, do you think? I don't know. I think it was she wanted to give me like, oh, like, this is a taste of where you might you be. You get. And then uh, that was taken away right away. Right away. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, listen, I, I was, as you well know, when you first start out, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Oh. You're trying to find your feet. And, uh, you know, I look back at those tapes and go, wow. I shouldn't have been in. I was wearing like I was wearing like snake skin see through yes. shirts with my nipples hanging out. Beautiful. <laughs> Everyone loved it. <laughs> loved it. I was trying to find like the oh who am I? What's yeah, my sure. voice? Sure. I like you gotta to live the part. Yeah, live the character the, you think you live are. the part. Whatever, like stand out. Yeah. I always so thought this I guy's had the good fellows comedian. <laughs> Stand out is a big thing. Stand That's out. That's hard. So one night I came out and my car was in the parking lot. Oh, when I first got past, I didn't want to park in the parking lot, although I had the quote unquote privileges. Right. But I just you thought. You had the Jag back then? I had a, uh, no, I had a 99 Cougar. Okay. Okay. So I didn't want to come because uh, what's his name was working a lot. Those Fat James. Chewy. No, Chewy. Oh, Chewy. Right. Hey, bro. Can't park here. Yeah. Hey, bro. Yeah. Turn it around, bro. Odd job. <laughs> hey, bro, I dropped an eight ball in your car. I got to find it. He's pulling seats out. You're like, what's happening right now? Yeah. When I, when I was parking cars, his uh, clientele were still coming by. Yeah. Hey, is Chewy here? Like, he has been here for three years. <laughs> is Chewy still around? <laughs> has anybody heard of him? Know. No? I, he I be, assume he's he probably. He might be on the road touring with his band. Hey, Chewy. What's going on? Remember, he used to play at the House no, of Blues. Yeah, he used to have that, that like weird uh, guitar flyer. <laughs> it was like a banjo. Was, <laughs> it looked like a banjo next to Chewy. Yeah, I was afraid of that guy. So Why I never. Why are you afraid of him? Because I just uh, I, he was wearing he, overalls and it was uncomfortable. <laughs> Remember the under- overalls? What was that? And uh, the fucking weird hat. Yeah, yeah he's always wearing I the love hat. Chewy. When I. He was gone by the time I started working here, but he still came back like once every two months. Just would show up to harass people for an hour. Yeah, it was like the high school guy that graduated. I was coming yeah. back to yeah. the high school, and like, oh, it's chewy. So I didn't. I didn't ever parked here, and uh, Where did you park. It's so expensive. I parked back then. It was on the street, and then I had to keep feeding the meter. I would just keep oh. running and feeding the meter, and then finally, I got the balls to to start. They're like, all right. My favorite, watching you in the main room, pacing back and forth, waiting to go on. And I'm like, what's wrong? Like, are you that nervous? And you're like, I got tables. Because <laughs> you were working at the Four Seasons. Working, yeah. And you're like, this brick is running the light. Because I would time I it. I have tables. Yeah, I would get upset because... <laughs> I would be in communication with the with the with the booth saying, "Hey, listen, I'm I'm waiting tables. What's going on? Well, Eddie Griffin just came in, okay. gonna bump the lineup. Sonoma, Sonoma. <laughs> so I used to, <laughs> I used to wait on Eddie Griffin at the Four Seasons during the day. He used to come in at two thirty in the afternoon." And he used to look at me and go, Sonoma. And that was like Sonoma Contreras. That's what he used to wear as a Chardonnay. 
I used to bring that out to him, and then later on at, at, at night I would see him here, but he would have no connection in the in, <laughs> no like, idea. No that idea. I was waiting on him during the day, and then then he would go. Next up is Sebastian, Matt. and then and then I would come out, and I'm like, bro, I I just waited on you yeah. for eight <laughs> hours. Hit me, I waited yeah. on you. And there was there was sense <laughs> in the bill. Um. So he didn't he didn't put the two and two together, and then Dice actually told him that hey you know the guy that you bring up at night's waiting on you is like oh Sonoma, <laughs> so my name was Sonoma for, <laughs> for three years. That's a beautiful nickname. <laughs> Me and Andrew used to do it all the time. Sonoma, like I don't know why it just always stuck. It's so Man, dumb. Uh, it is dumb, but that's. But he was nuts like that. God love him. Yeah. In the day. Yeah, he he would he and the posse would come here and they would steal the champagne out of the oh, freezer. Yeah. I always catch him stealing champagne. I'd be like, Eddie, really? I'd be in the parking lot and he'd be like, Hey, keep an eye out. I'd be like, For what? <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, We're running a. I forget the word he used. But we're running. <laughs> we're running a scheme. Is basically what he was getting. I'm like, What? And then his buddy would come out with two bottles of Dom. <laughs> I'd be like, With a all, straw. And all I'm thinking is like. Really? This was when Undercover Brother was, was out. Top. Like this guy is making millions of dollars and he's stealing champagne from the comedy store. And I'm like, who am I looking out for? But, I mean, it's like 2003. What Dean is gonna come? Bro, you'd be like, Dean, I'm stealing champagne. He'd be like, dude, bro, you can't share some with my mom, bro. Ingram. <laughs> Is that parking lot champagne? <laughs> Jerry sifting through the dumpster looking for hooker bodies. Oh, God. No respect oh, for my. anybody. <laughs> That's what our podcast is. No yeah, respect. there's no one off limits. <laughs> no. This is why we have a disclaimer. Yeah. We're getting calls from random people we're shitting on that want to come on the podcast what, to defend this, themselves. What, what is this disclaimer? I, I just I I talked some shit about people, and apparently With some Tripoli. of them are listeners, and so they contacted the comedy store lawyer, <laughs> one of the creepiest people that ever lived, and so he made us put a disclaimer on there that's like. The opinions expressed by the Comedy Store podcast are of the hosts and not of the Comedy Store. Oh, my God. And he apparently feels that that <laughs> legally... But that fixed everything. Yeah. We still are... So terrible. now that we have a disclaimer, now I go extra hard because... <laughs> now nobody... They know it's strictly my opinion, so... Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Comedy Store. It's just the name of the podcast. So do you even, like, think about, like, when you are talking about who you're talking about? Like, oh, this this is, like, uh, do you even think about it or does it just come out? When you're talking about people, like, like, uh, like, Chewy. Was Dean, no, oh, Chewy, Dean's parents. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, when you just said that, do you even go, you know, this is, I probably shouldn't say that. Or no. is, is there any, like, filter? filter? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, if I respect people then the filter's like look how no you need. just made them worse a thousand times but, worse you know i mean listen if you've been a charter member of the dean 15 for a decade i'm not gonna stop and be like they might have feelings it's just gonna do you know what the dean 15 are no back in the back in the dark years at the comedy store when it was really dead dean had like 15 random people started out dean's dozen <laughs> and then more people got added in. But there were those people who were just here. 
They serve no and purpose. Like, Who are you? White oh, yeah. dragon and <gasps> mini dean. Remember the little bald guy, and mini dean? These. See, this is an element of the comedy store that I never really knew. I just knew they were here. Yeah. You would avoid them at all costs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's an underbelly here. Well, we had to work here, so we were stuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, they were in our faces. I remember, I remember watching you in the OR one time, pointing at some person sitting out on the front patio, and you're like, "What are these people doing here? <laughs> They're just here. They're not doing comedy." That was the Dean Fifteen. They're just out there, and there was like nine people in the OR at the time, but it was like the best part of the night because it was just like that moment where it's like, we're all yeah. kind of wondering, <laughs> what what are those people doing here? So Dean Fifteen were Dean like why His why friends. was Dean oh that they was were, Dean's crew yeah they were here yeah. because they were friends with Dean and they were basically most well. of them were like addicts that Dean felt bad for because he was an addict and so he'd be and like come to the comedy store you can hang out so who who else uh, give me a couple other names that would ring a bell uh, back in the Dean 15. Bobby the Grease I don't know if I know oh no Bobby Grease was Paulie's you know a little Grease Bobby he was the manager here for a little bit. That was Paulie's guy, Mitzi's guy. You see, I only knew him as Dean's friend. Dean would be like, oh, yeah, like yeah, Grease, yeah, do what yeah, he yeah. wants. Like, boom shakalaka. <laughs> Where does he fall in? He, I he's think he's just a, he's, yeah, he's an open micer for 20 years. He's not part More of the, Dean, 20, the Dean group? No, I don't. No, his association was always just the guy who, he was the mobile thrift store. <laughs> that... Have you ever bought a shirt from? I, I have a hard time thinking Sebastian purchased any. No, I didn't purchase anything, home. but I saw him. I was uh, um, at a self car wash on Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh yeah, and I was washing my car, and he came through. Like it's, it's one of Did these. He things. recognize you? Uh, huh? I recognized him. I don't know if he recognized okay. me, but I'm like, oh fuck, that's that's, that's boom shock a lot. <laughs> Outside the comedy store, which I've never seen. It's weird, yeah. It's it's That's weird. A famous s- homeless person. <laughs> I'm not homeless. I got a shelter. You got a bath at your house. <laughs> That's what he would do to Rick. Can I take a bath Constant. at your house? You got a bathtub at your house. I know where you live. <laughs> what? Now I, his new thing is is he'll come up to me and be like, "I did not rape those boys," and yeah. I'm like, "What? What so, boys?" Yeah. Tony Tony Hinchcliffe. That's I have always no a, idea. I, I never raped Tony Hinchcliffe. About. I'm like. Good, good, man. Yeah, man. But daytime Boone is a very uncomfortable. <laughs> daytime Boone is hard. I, yeah, I came out of an audition on like La Brea and Second Street, and I walked out the door, and he was just standing outside the door with his shopping cart. And I go, Boone, what are you doing? I saw you walk in. I was like, that's like an hour and fifteen minutes ago. I waited. Like, What's he gonna do? He saw someone he knows. Ooh, I bet Ricky was gonna want to talk to me. He definitely going to want to talk yeah. to me. Today might be the day I get that bath. <laughs> That's what I love about you, though, but you never got involved with any of this shit. I just, I, You're I, so smart. I think they're terrified of you. <laughs> you seem so clean. And <laughs> Don't go near him. He's they just clean. know. Like, if they get too close to you, someone's going to bust out with a hose and clean them <laughs> off. And then they lose their whole His thing. Silkwood scrub Their down, whole like, essence hey, would be ruined. No, I, I got to look like I, I woke up in a dumpster. Yeah, that was that was a that was a group that, for whatever the reason, I no, it's I terrifying. I, <laughs> no, I mean, you're here to work. Like, I was just here to work, work, and then I had my group. Like this, I feel is a high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you come in with your class, and there's other. Who like, else was in your class? Like uh, Brett Ernst, Sam Tripoli, Steve Byrne, kind of came in a little yeah. later. Mike Young. Yeah. Um, 
Caparulo, Caparulo, which I haven't seen Caparulo in years. He's got a residency in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't seen him. Does he? Does he still come here? No, no he, he got. A- yeah, he got enough uh, argument with Joey Diaz and stopped coming. Oh, okay. So him and the see, I don't see these like soap opera shit. Yeah, I don't stay know. Clear. I don't know this, what's going. Like, this who's is probably arguing? why you're incredibly successful. <laughs> And Where's I know Rick every bit of gossip, yeah. and I'm pulling 16k a year. <laughs> but I got the stories, man—the priceless tales of every battle between comedians at the comedy store. <laughs> oh my so god! So sad. <laughs> Listen, when I say it out loud, it hurts. But I know it hurt me hearing it. You got to keep it real. <laughs> But that's before taxes. <laughs> that, right? So. But it's true. You you really never got involved. I mean, like, I would see you hanging out with Brett or maybe even Ranazizi and those yeah, yeah. guys, whatever, like, on the patio once in a blue moon. But for the most part, you came in, you did your spots, and you went home. I remember when you first got past and everybody was like, is Mitzi crazy? This this is ridiculous. This guy is not going to fit in here. Like, they, everyone would just talk shit. I mean, See, they usually do that about everybody. I, I, you don't even know, though. Yeah, you no. don't even know but what I people are saying. But I love that you stayed with it. Like, just... St- but I didn't even know that. You know, like, I thought, oh, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and people love me here. <laughs> like... <I'm- laughs> I'm sorry to burst your yeah. bubble. Oh, no, I'm saying, Nobody I, here yeah. is happy for anybody else. <laughs> well, you don't know that. Yeah. Uh, when, w- see, when you don't, like, when you're not here and you don't, like, uh, commiserate with everybody. Yeah. You, you don't know, like, do people like me? I just thought I'd, I'd come in, I'd do my sets, I'd leave. And I didn't know what the what the chatter the was. Buzz. Right, the but, buzz. but most people are, like, supportive. Not most. No, of them. you don't have to. You don't have to like. No, 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 I'm not. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of like like Brett and like even Wheels and like those guys were like rooting for you. You know what I mean? But then there was other guys that were losing spots. So those guys were who the fuck? Who the hell does this guy think he is? He comes in, he's getting a good spot. You know what I mean? Like Mitzi's crazy. She lost her mind. She don't know what's funny anymore. I'm like whoa. And then you just. Worked every single night and turned it around in such a way, like something I'd never seen. Because Mitzi, even Mitzi, would say when she would watch you later, she would be like, "Oh, I surprised myself with that one." Such a backhanded compliment. No idea what was happening. Seriously, see, I showed up 2002, and you were you were respected at that point, right? So there, there's a four year period, I guess, where people were were questioning. But that's hard work. That's no, I don't. Proved her right where her little thing she saw. People were open to my face, and it was not cool when I got passed. Rick got passed, and they were. I got passed so early, and it was so. I a hundred percent didn't deserve it. <laughs> I had like two minutes of okay material, and then thirteen minutes of stretching. And by that, I just mean like, what else could I possibly talk about? I didn't realize I was ever gonna have to do this long. People would be like, dude, you're just wasting time up there. And I'm like, it's hard to argue that fact because <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. But but wasn't this a place where if you had like a morsel of like talent that maybe you'd get a shot and this is the place to kind of develop it that's what i thought yeah that's what i thought i didn't know though i swear to god the only thing i knew was joe joe rogan 
had come into the main room and looked at me in my um, in my snakeskin shirt with my nipples <laughs> hanging out, which is totally warranted to go. What the fuck is this guy doing here at the comedy store? Okay, that, that's the he could only- have been one of those people that I'm, t- I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the only like, oh, okay, like maybe this guy doesn't like me or or, or what have you. But I had no idea of about any. But it's just anything. jealousy. And then when you turn them all, yeah, on but you- but you don't even if you oh, don't know I see. that. Yeah. If, like if I if I'm hearing that, then it might get in my psyche going, oh wow, people don't like me or what. But, but well, like, should when, I go there? <laughs> yeah, should I go back? Right. Yeah. But when you don't know that, you're like, oh okay, everything's good. Yeah, everything's great. Yeah. I mean, there was one time I came out and there, on the note, uh, there was a note on my car going, the fuck are you doing here with your snake skins on? <laughs> and then I was like, Shut oh well, up. yeah, that was a point where I was like, oh, the, is that a is that like. So is it no to the snakeskin or no to me? Unless, <laughs> is that? Do they not like this talk? Is that comedy? Is that stand-ups being like 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 Fuck oh, like, we're fucking yeah. like? <laughs> or is that like get get the fuck out of here? Right. So I that was that was the only point where I was like, ooh, that that uh, maybe I should stop wearing this. <laughs> but no, I didn't know. I have no. I had no idea what was going on. Uh, here. Do you have any idea who wrote that? No. That, oh, this is hysterical that's terrible they're such assholes yeah i just i i wasn't in in the group but that that, again to me is like a thing where people if you just stay focused and you stay in your lane then you do you like you become you you get what you want you know what i mean you don't get involved with all the drama rick uh first of all i don't get involved i create the drama I've had more enemies for no reason. It's a lot of creation. I've broken up a lot of fights uh, for no reason. People say, what's your comedy specialty? I go burning bridges (laughs) before they're built. That's when the fire starts the easiest. (laughs) We're already starting. Why aren't you further along? I have no idea. It could be the fact that I've ridiculed every opportunity I've ever had. (laughs) My other favorite thing is that you only worked here. Yes, I did. At the comedy store. Like, not the improv. I don't remember you ever going to the improv or the this Laugh Factory. No it. offense, but. This was those. my spot. That's I came amazing. here every every night. I tried every single too. night. It's yeah. worked out a lot better for you, but <laughs> I had the same plan. I said, I don't need these other places. They kept telling me, do the open mic. I'm like, all right, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm good at this club. Maybe Someone will see me eventually. <laughs> Maybe it's because when Dice took you on the road, he just made you do Argus the whole time. Could be. The whole time. And, and, and that opportunity I only got because Sebastian couldn't be there. Right. <laughs> I get the call from Wheels. Uh, yeah, the, the, listen, uh, Sebastian's uh, he's got, a, he's got a big gig. He's got a big gig coming up. You got 10 minutes. Yeah. That's what you're saying. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? Yes. All right. Then he came back and go, cut this. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember Wheels. He goes, yeah, yeah, Sebastian, he's going to play like uh, Joey's brother on Joey. So, uh, <laughs> oh, was that real? Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to need you. I'm like, no, that what? wasn't real. That's funny. Joey's brother on Joey. <laughs> I, that's, uh, it, the story he told me was something about the TV show Joey. <laughs> and that's that, not real. <laughs> but you had to cancel t- shows with Dice and so Dice told him to book Argus and I'm like I'm oh you know what you know what that's actually tr- I had an audition that's what oh, it was okay. it was like so you- at that time it was um, you know Dice had uh, like you had to leave on a Thursday and mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to do like this audition so it was like sometimes it it, it, it 
you yeah. conflicted. You're like, oh, you know, do I go on Should the I road do or money, do I miss out yeah. on this opportunity? So that's that's what that's actually true. All right. Yeah, thank uh, God. Thank uh, wheels, God. Right. I mean, he lighted up a little bit. You know, he's, he's going to be his brother. <laughs> they, they already offered him the part. Do you lie for he other people? He was for you. He was yeah. for you, which was good. Yeah. <laughs> no, wheel, Wheels was an integral part of me getting into the comedy store. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he I, helped I, a lot of people. Like, I mean, we break his balls, but yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I I wrote it in the book. Uh, the book I wrote. He's in there, and he's an integral part of me being here. So he, he regardless of his uh, Alaska stories. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's weird because I just remember being like, this dude is screwing me, but he was still one of my better friends at the comedy store for <laughs> sure, like two sure. years after that. Yeah. We smoked pot together. Yep. Don't ever let Andrew know about this, by the way. He's very likable, Wheels. <laughs> no, he's a very likable guy. And he didn't have a car then. Caparillo and I used to joke that if you wanted to open for Wheels, you just needed a right. car. And a willingness to drive to a Italian restaurant in Riverside <laughs> and perform. But you see what I'm saying? Like Japanian that's spaghetti. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, all right. I haven't eaten in two days. This is a great gig. <laughs> Just uh, do six minutes. <laughs> six minutes? It's a two-hour drive, Wheels. Uh, uh, five or six. <laughs> Wait, did you shorten five it? Five or six? <laughs> oh, God. So doing here and then... You're, you were doing. You started doing theaters. How did that? Like, how did you jump from just regular clubs to theaters? It was a ten-year process for me. So I would go to the club, right? And just like any other comedian, you go and there's nobody there, right. and uh, I would stay outside. I would shake people's hands and take photos with them, make that personal connection, and. Uh, and, and and I was doing well. I mean, my, my comedy was, was good enough where the people would go, oh, this guy's funny. I think I want to, like, invite my parents next time. Right. So then the parents would come. And then the year after that, the cousins would come. And it was just like this yes. kind of slow build. build. Slow build. Yeah. It wasn't word of this, mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. Yeah, it wasn't internet. Old it school. wasn't anything like that. And but the internet helped uh, as as Facebook grew. There's a couple of my bits that were really popular there. But for me, it was a, a lot of different things. It was like a, a viral video. It was a Showtime special. It was a uh, I don't know a podcast. It, it, it was just oh, like that's a, right. You like guys, a, it's a culmination of things, right? Where it's not just like one thing. Let's let's say there's a comedian who does comedy for four years, hits a big movie, and then all of a sudden goes out and does comedy. And there's a lot of people that come and he bombs to see. his ass off. Well, yeah, but there's that. There's not that that body of work so where they could just, withstand right. it. And uh, right. I'm not saying everybody's like it. that. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think the comedians that tend to uh, garner an audience uh, time and time again are people that put in a good amount of time. And right. have longevity in their career yeah. because they put that time in. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was solely based on stand-up. It wasn't, for me, it wasn't based on a TV show or a hit movie or anything right. like that. It was just, oh, he's a comedian. He's not an actor. He's not, it's just he's a comedian that makes people laugh. So for me, that's what it was, and my goal was never to do a large, you know, my goal when, when I came out here in 1998 was just to do stand-up comedy for, you know, a living, like I said, and uh, and uh, now it's kind of blossomed into to more More, more than, than a living. More than, <laughs> four, was it four sold-out Madison Square Garden four. shows? More than 16K. Okay. And, uh, a night? I feel like he could... 
I feel like he's beating me out if he just does a quarter of one show <laughs> yeah. at Madison Square Garden. What was the first arena you did? <laughs> first arena I did, well, uh, Mohegan Sun has like a 9,000 oh, yeah, seat. Yeah. Uh, okay. that, so that was like my first arena. But then my first like kind of large stadium That's was, what I mean. was the yeah. ACC in uh, in Toronto and then, yeah. and then subsequently in uh, Hamilton, um which is right outside Ontario? Toronto, Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so then we're doing January, we're doing four Madison oh, Square you're... Gardens. Oh, my God, that's so exciting. I have friends who, four Madison uh, Square Gardens. who yeah. will hit me up only if you're on the lineup at the comedy store here with me. I'll be like, hey, uh, looks like a great show tonight. Uh, <laughs> any way you can get me on the guest list? <laughs> Like yeah, anyone you want to see, and I know immediately. <laughs> well, I saw Sebastian's on there. I'm like, all right, <laughs> person's never shown interest in watching me perform ever. <laughs> yeah, I'll put you on the list. Oh, that's flattering. I, listen, man, I, I, I uh, it's, it's that's nice to hear, yeah. and uh, well, I never take it for granted. You busted your ass to get there. Well, like, hey, listen, this is what I love to do, and yeah. when I hear those those things, I'm like, that that's very sweet. I like. I, I like when people really enjoy what I do, and uh, you know I, I live in the negative. I don't know how long this thing is going to last, so I always like I, I relish. I, I rel- live in the negative. <laughs> well, I relish these opportunities because in this business, as you well know, <clears throat> there's always somebody coming up. Yep. Right. And uh, you know you have a finite amount of time where you like, oh, this is great. Whatever comes up. Yeah, it kind of comes down. Sure. And uh, I'm enjoying it while it's happening. So uh, I... <laughs> we joked about... No, I'm, I'm thinking of... Because we were working in Pittsburgh this week. I was with Dice last week, whatever it was. I don't even know what day it is. But he bought a, a shirt, 5X. He wears a 1X tops. He lost 5X. a lot of weight. He's an idiot. He loves these big shirts. Always has. And he made me hold it up and he goes, take a picture and send it to Sebastian. <laughs> Why would I do that? Because remember when we we went to Vegas, and you you go, "Is he wearing a dress?" (laughs) No. And then he had the satchel, like the fanny pack, to cinch the waist. It was a lot of creative (laughs) wardrobes. Yeah, I recall. Yeah, Yeah, he did the same thing when we were in New York, trying to. What's the biggest size you got? Guys, like I don't know, three X. Look for something bigger. He just told you it's the biggest he has. But every time we go somewhere, he goes, the, the only Sebastian would get this. Like, only Sebastian. When he well, would the buy sh- the underwear. This guy, I've never seen people, like a guy like this, buy underwear. He would walk in and go, I'll take 18 pa- 18 pairs? <laughs> At once? Like, normally you go in with a couple pairs. Yeah. This guy would buy, like, the entire wall get of the, underwear. Get me the underwear. What? All of it. He goes, you, why, you wear underwear a lot? Uh, I go, yeah, I don't know. Like my underwear kind of lasts <laughs> like six months, a maybe to a bit. year. He goes, nah, I, you know, one or two wears, and then they're out the door. I go, wow, <laughs> this guy's got money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a different thing. Listen, we're reusing underwear at 16K. <laughs> 16K, we're Rick stretching that out two with. years. <laughs> Those are those are start oh, out underwear. He's got underoos on. <laughs> Same. I'm kids wearing. section extra five oh, XL. Kids large. <laughs> uh, 
Do you have anything you want to promote? I know. Uh, what do I got tomorrow? There's a movie that I'm in uh, called yes. The Green Book. It's uh, November 21st. My friend Nick's movie. Yeah. Yes, Nick, I know uh, Nick well. Nick is terrific. A, and he's winning all kinds of awards. It's yeah. going to be up there. I'm so excited. I for am you. very proud of the movie, and yes. I think people will really enjoy it. And then uh, I'm on the Stay Hungry tour, which lasts through May. And then next year. I'm in this movie called uh, The Irishman, which is uh, yeah. Martin Scorsese's Crazy, movie, yeah. and I play uh, Crazy Joe Gallo. And I got a podcast with Pete Corielli that's yeah. on. You guys have been doing that a while. Five years nice. and uh, no money. And uh, that <laughs> comes out. i it in our face. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's 100 more than we've made. <laughs> uh, We're so in yeah. the basement. <laughs> <laughs> with gamers. What is that? <laughs> It's a different generation, you know? <laughs> Those aren't our Kids people. today. No? Okay. Those are Twitchers. But, uh... Twitchers. Twitchers. Yeah, no, that's what they told me. Uh, yeah, but we no, it's been great. It's been great uh, hanging with you. I know that this has been a long time coming. Uh, you, I know. You've reached out but many you're a time. So busy, and I love and, that. No, but I, uh, I'm glad I came. You're excited and, and finally to have got you. this. Uh, uh, finally got this done. It's yeah. rare when I ask Rick who would you like <clears> to interview <throat> that he mentions someone. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, a lot of the time I'm like, what if we just didn't do a podcast instead? <laughs> I think we'll get the same amount of listeners. Well, I'm glad I'm here, and I'm glad you guys have me you're, on. You're it. one of, I think, two people that he's actually. Yep. You're up there, uh, so that's well, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Very nice of you. Thanks thank for being you on, so man. Thank you so much, and um, thank you for the audience in the main room also. <laughs> yeah, that's we, nice. We rely on that. <laughs> Not no making problem. 16K without a few names on that list. <laughs> hey, can we get Joe Rogan back in here, please? <laughs> uh, listen um, and rate the podcast, guys. All that please, good stuff. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Sebastian Maniscalco. Go see him. I know uh, probably Madison Square Garden is already sold out, right? Uh, we got one more gonna... show that's uh, still tickets left. It's the uh, the fourth and final show on January 20th. It's the late show. So, right. But there's Martin Luther King the next day. You don't got to work. No yeah, work. you don't have to work. Everybody should buy a ticket. Perfect. Celebrate Martin. <laughs> that's right. At our, at my Martin, show. Good sell. Good oh, I mean sell. Martin Luther. You know what I mean. Sonoma. <laughs> Sonoma. Sonoma. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Sebastian, you're the best. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Josh.